Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Upstate Unconventional. I'm your host, Nico. If you've had a paranormal or a spiritual experience and you'd like to be on the show, or you just want to come on and talk about some unconventional topics, send me an email at upstateunconventional at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional. If you like the show and you want to support the show, the best thing you can do is go over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. I love reading them. I've got some really good, funny ones, and I will post them on my Instagram story. Uh, And it really helps the show grow. Spotify also has a five-star rating system. If you could go over there and rate the show, that would help as well, too. With all that being said, how's it going, everyone? I've got a ton of episodes I've recorded in the past month. And I just haven't had time to put them out, so I'm going to try to get them out as quick as possible. This is a really fun conversation I did a few weeks ago uh, with my friend Ron Weed and my friend Lehman Dollins. And we really didn't have like a set topic or anything to talk about. Uh, there's, there was a lot of synchronicities uh, between Lehman's encounter and Ron's encounter, so stories i should say not necessarily encounters but they were encounters but anyway i'm rambling on now this is a really fun episode i hope you guys enjoy it and i will see you on the next one i forgot to mention folks make sure you go check out ron's show the imaginarium of thought it's on all the major platforms and check out lehman's new show the hypnagogic tourist podcast which is on youtube I left the links in the show notes below. Follow and subscribe. They're both excellent shows. And now, back to this show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Upstate Unconventional. On this episode, we're trying something a little different. I've been floating the idea out there that I wanted to do a little paranormal panel. And uh, after a few random synchronicities here and there, I decided, let's do it. So I've got... My good friend, Ron Weed, who's been on a few times, and my new friend, Mr. Lehman Dollins. How you doing? Yeah. We did record an episode, me and Lehman, but it has not come out yet. It'll be out later. Well, by the time this one comes out, it'll already be out. But Lehman, how you doing tonight? Ron, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. Just uh, chilling. <laughs> Got some work done. Feeling uh you know, got that good energy from the, you know, physical exertion, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's the weather like down in, uh, it's, in Georgia, uh, right? Yeah. 70 during the day and uh, about 40 during the night. <laughs> so not too bad. <laughs> no, it's perfect up here. Yeah. It's in New York. We get the other day it was 42 degrees. Then it was like negative two the next day. <laughs> now it's, it was like 25 today. It, it's ridiculous and uh lehman yeah i'm holding down the uh mid-atlantic states <laughs> with uh alexandria virginia i'm right in between you guys as far as like the uh temperatures are concerned mm-hmm. yeah but um so i guess i'll just kind of explain a little bit and have you guys jump in how we all kind of got connected obviously i've had ron on my show and lehman heard me on um Andy Rouse's show, the uh, Deep Share, and he messaged me and was like, "We got to have a conversation because we have several synchronicities." And after me and Lehman talked, uh, we started noticing. He he listened to some of my episodes and he had a synchronicity after hearing Ron's 
episode talking about the uh, reptilian. So if you haven't heard that episode, it's episode 18. Definitely go check that out. Um, when Ron, uh, Ron, I'll let you describe it. You, you had an encounter with a reptilian and then you said it kind of looked like a salamander. And Lehman started noticing salamanders and I started noticing salamanders popping up on tarot cards. And even in like my son's uh, Nintendo DS game on Mario, there was a salamander popping up. So it's just very weird. So we started a little conversation on Instagram and here we are now. So, <laughs> yeah, um, well, uh, with my experience, uh, I say reptilian. But to me, it was more of an amphibious looking creature. Like I wouldn't really describe it as something coming from the desert. I describe it as something coming from the, the water. But, you know, it's snake like, I guess. So you kind of just use that uh, same kind of description. But, um, you know, I heard Gary Wayne, um, who's, uh, you know, wrote that Genesis book, uh, Conspiracy uh, 6 or Genesis 6 Conspiracy mm -hmm. <laughs> backwards. But um, he said, yeah, there's like a, a humanoid salamander beings. And I was like, whoa, I was like, that's actually a better, he described what I saw better than I could. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's pretty funny. And uh, it's just been going from there. And, and it with the salamander with them being amphibious, it makes a lot of sense with the UFO stuff, because mm -hmm. I was uh, just talking to Ghost about this. Like if you're if you're defining uh, gravity, the gravitational forces flying through the air the way you do, and you're not getting smashed into a pancake, then you could definitely go into the gravitational forces of the ocean, you know? And he was saying it might even actually be easier to do that. So with the way light works, um, it, we, you know, we could think it's just this dark abyss, but once we go to a certain depth, who knows, it could be as bright as day again. You know, because the sunlight, the sun itself can't even shine its rays all the way through the water. Yeah. You know? And that kind of gets into some hollow earth type stuff, too. And I mean, everyone always says, you know, we're trying to explore space and we don't even know what the bottom of our oceans look like. So and there's so many UFO sightings over water. I mean, it's it's interesting. So two weeks before I come across you nico i started uh learning uh, the tarot through uh this book called the tarot decoded mm -hmm. right and it was a uh, a uh, kabbalah look at the tarot and one of the first things that i learned was that there was three specific cards that the uh the uh knight of cups the page of cups and the king of cups all have salamanders on their clothing and at the time, I thought, that's, that's strange. Why, why a salamander? So then fast forward, you tell me to listen to episode 18, and I'm walking down the street, and I'm listening to Ron's account of when he was younger, and he gets, uh, you know, a proposal that he could refuse. And when he just, uh, goes across the Gary Wayne uh, info, I stopped dead in my tracks, and I was like, this is the reason why I learned that tarot information. And so then I contacted you and mentioned it. And then it's just, instead of turtles all the way down, it's been salamanders all the way down ever since. And so because I live in the greater DC area, you know, they recently renamed our football team to the Washington Commanders. 
it makes sense because, you know, so many military uh, organizations are based here in the nation's capital, right? Mm -hmm. But then just out of clear blue sky, um, a, um, a link to a local Georgetown uh, video or uh, Instagram post came up. And I guess a local Georgetown high school football team was the commanders and their symbol was a salamander which makes no logical sense. When I think football, I never think salamander. I never think commander in salamander. So what do they know that we don't, you know? <laughs> right. Right. And yeah. And like you said, with that uh, tarot card, the, the night of uh, clubs, right? Yeah. He's, he's riding towards, depending on how you look at it, he's riding towards the pyramid. He's got the salamander tabard on. And I just kept drawing that card like three or four different times. And again, I'm not, I would, I don't know much about the tarot. I'm just messing around with this thing. But when stuff is consistent like that, it, it's slapping you in the face. So I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's very interesting. And I, I don't know where to take the salamander thing. And like I said, it's been popping up everywhere for me too. Like uh, in it uh, with the whole uh, evolution thing, they said we were a salamander that just came out the water. And that's how like, you know, land creatures pretty much like happen <laughs> in there. That's another little like, but that's if you go with the whole evolution thing, you know, we came from the water and yeah. out onto land, maybe it was like, shit, water's better if you can <laughs> learn to adapt to it, you know? Yeah. So if you look up like, uh, you know, how like the totem or the Native American meanings behind seeing certain animals throughout your day mean certain things. Mm -hmm. But if you look up the salamander, it has a very strange um, meaning in that, I guess, because it um, emits a, an oil that keep its uh, skin moist, that there's something about it going through the fiery furnace and, you know, so that instantly makes me think, well, what if that's the, the true, you know, hell that uh, keeper of hell is like a salamander creature that can withstand the fire? And, uh, you know, I had never thought about salamanders. Oh, that's a good point, man. <laughs> I had never thought of salamanders being able to, to go through the flames, but I guess it's a common belief. And that's what it's uh, associated with, with um, anytime you look up like occult meanings of the salamander, it's all has to do with the element fire. And I know Ron's got a little bit of witchcraft knowledge and stuff with the elements and whatnot, but yeah, it's, it's a fascinating thing. And I don't know. I mean, you know, it, uh, fire, it goes back to the beginning of uh, time because um, some of the oldest uh, religions and cultures you can think of, they, they uh, were, developed around the volcanoes and stuff like that and uh um uh you know for instance a lot of the uh, priestly rulers in, in the past actually they, it was like volcano worship and stuff like that they, they would you know they would uh you know the sacrifices would they you'd walk up and they'd just throw you into a little hole <laughs> you know bury it give you to the earth that way you know and it's it has to do with all the whole uh fire and stuff like that too uh out there by the uh, dead sea yeah it, it was in this uh book i read um called atlantis i can't remember the author right now but uh 
he really broke it down in a uh you know archaeological type type way and and uh, that's crazy to think you know like the dead sea it's like uh, can you imagine like being in uh um, a submarine you know like those uh dives those dive suits inside of a an empty abyss you know there's no life it's just <laughs> it's just endless like water you know that's kind of um uh that's kind of what i'm thinking like because you know about uh lakes i mean uh lakes at the bottom of the ocean have y'all ever heard of that no that's new to me yeah there's actually um uh people uh deep sea uh researchers have discovered that there's actually uh like when i say lake it's not like a cavern and stuff like that no it's like a separate type of water that's that uh, has land mass and it just goes out like it's a it's a lake and supposedly uh um they're able to see like worms and stuff like come through come up through this lake and uh, i should have researched and said but uh the researchers who discovered this like something happened to him like a few weeks later or something like that <laughs> it was something like i you know for the people i'm sure you can you know look that up and find out yourself underwater lakes and um they said uh life forms you actually don't need the sun to create a life form because they said there's life forms at the bottom of the ocean that all they need are the volcanic vents uh to produce the minerals and and they just live off of that you know the essential minerals to create life so you actually don't need the sun to create life that's fascinating yeah. and you know what got me looking into that the underwater or under the ocean lakes was uh spongebob <laughs> because there's like they have like the beach and stuff under and my son oh, was yeah. like, <laughs> my son was like how is there water underwater and so we like just kind of jokingly looked it up and we were like oh i guess there can be <laughs> but uh yeah that's fascinating that's so it's that uh with the whole thing like uh sun worship you know stuff like that it's uh you know uh because sun is you know you know it's maybe put up uh further on a pet you know like everything needs the sun but not really but i guess i guess in a way you do because it's uh even with the volcanic vents um so you know who knows maybe there's different ways for life to be developed out there in the universe you know yeah. it doesn't it doesn't follow the same structures that and that we we would assume there's yeah and different it, ways of being developed and then you start looking into it and China's making a, a artificial sun and you see all this stuff. And I was listening, I forget what podcast I was listening to, but they were saying how um, it had to do with sleep and everything and how we need equal amounts of moonlight too, that we're not supposed to sleep through the night, that that's all a social construct. And we, we need that balance of the sun and the moon energy and it was interesting. I, I would, it's something I'd have to look a little more into, but it made sense that like, you know, they always push, get that eight hours of sleep. But if you look throughout like history, you know, some people obviously had to stay up at night and, you know, watch the tribe or whatever. And it just makes you wonder, you know, and a lot of, uh, I'm drawing a blank here, but a lot of people are on that like shorter sleep schedule where they're sleep like, you know, two hours or they'll sleep a little bit during the day, be awake at night. Mm -hmm. It's, it's it's interesting but and see uh, uh with with that a lot of a lot of that stuff is uh somebody's something's driving them because i've been like that like 
go, 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 go. You have to stay moving. You have to stay mm -hmm. aware. And maybe back in the old prehistoric, you know, prehistoric days, you have to have that hypervigilance. But as soon as you sit, as soon as that person sits down on the couch and kind of kicks their feet up a little bit, mm -hmm. they're out. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like yeah they can get a few hours of sleep and stuff like that but they have to stay you have right. to keep that momentum going right yeah it's but it's interesting because it kind of ties into the topic lehman wanted to talk about um you know like what is the sun what what is the sun and the moon if if this is some type of simulation and he wanted to dive into the holographic universe a little bit and i think if we are in a holographic universe the fact like if they can make an artificial sun it just makes you wonder, like, what, what is this existence we're living in? So, Lehman, I'll let you jump into this a little bit, and we'll see where this goes. Well, first, let me just start off with saying that, you know, it's, I don't think it's uh, an accident that the Death Star is a fake moon. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Several years ago, I come across a video that um, showed a, uh, like, a, magnetic ripple going across the front of the moon and then i had come across a paper through a, a, a different researcher by um oh he's everybody's favorite 1970s physicist he was in uh, all the the movies and he he's uh erroneously uh quoted as saying great uh claims require great evidence but anyways, in this paper, he said that when the um, astronauts allegedly landed on the moon, that it was hollow, that they heard it ring like a bell. So wasn't Russia or China, one of them shooting stuff at the moon and they could. Yeah. <laughs> so I live, uh, you know, less than 10 miles away from the Smithsonian. I've been in the, uh, the building where they keep the alleged lunar landing. And I've, I've always had this question in my mind and no one has ever answered it to my satisfaction. Okay, on the bright side of the moon, what's the temperature? 270 degrees Fahrenheit? All right, how are they keeping this thing cold? How are they not cooking in that little jiffy pop popper? <laughs> There's no, all right, think about how hard it is to keep your house uh, at a decent temperature in the summer, especially in mm -hmm. Georgia or Texas. I mean, how big is that unit going to be to cool it off to, to 75 degrees if it's outside temperature, 275 degrees? Uh, so, tinfoil, a lot of tinfoil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and then you look at the, uh, the walls of the lander, and there's no way that thing went anywhere. And uh, can we just give a nod to Stanley Kubrick as being the, the most amazing filmmaker ever because he clearly faked the, the moon landing and had people believing it for 40 plus years, spending trillions of dollars on a program that's complete and utter nonsense. But anyways, I, yeah, I digress. Like, uh, and then he, Stanley Kubrick, he, he worked uh, real close with uh, Arthur C. Clarke. Uh, the famous uh, book writer and Freemason. And, uh, you know, I've read a couple of his books. They're actually pretty good. But um, I feel like there's some, you know, hidden disclosure type stuff in there because there seems to be a theme of a, a super race. Mm -hmm. Like a, they're trying to create uh, this 
this new this new version of a human being i guess you know and and um have you guys ever heard of uh childhood's end no i have oh. uh, wasn't it like a series yeah and... it was uh the last of the series i think like that last book of the series and um it has to do with uh draconian like basically what you would imagine the devil looking these are like what these uh aliens look like they're like reptilian overlords <laughs> and they're uh coming here to uh take over the world but see they bring world peace they end all violence they um they, you know they do all the good stuff hey look see we're here to help and blah 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 15 years later humanity becomes so docile you know that 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 they no longer put up a struggle they let the they evolve the kids through the programming and stuff like that and then once the kids evolve they take the kids and blow up the planet <laughs> and it's like you know uh you know it's strange with what's going on today it seems like they're trying to create a new type of uh human being race you know maybe but i feel like they're they're creating it more uh susceptible to the programming and stuff like that um for control you know but that that's what you do you bring oh you bring the world peace like a lucifer type situation you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so, uh, some uh just random fun facts about arthur c clark so allegedly he created the first space satellite that's where he made his uh, money or whatever and then uh, his connection with kubrick is uh his book 2001 a space odyssey well, Kubrick died allegedly 2001 days prior to 2001. Mm -hmm. And then what do we have in 2020 or 2021? We had the monoliths out in Utah. Mm. Uh, and I can't help but think that that was probably like a, a sign to a certain group to let them know, okay, we're executing this part of the plan next I don't know. Like we may and never that, know. Yeah, the ending of that movie is uh, him evolving into a, a new type of, of humanoid and comes back to the earth to basically become its god. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, what's this whole new race thing? You know, like uh, uh, it's 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 really strange. It seems to be a theme theme with them. And and I and um, I get it. Like so, like uh, you know, I remember having this conversation when I first started getting conspiracy stuff. Like um a new world order right like uh world peace everything's just organized it's it's you know like um with with that kind of control they can kind of keep it like the communist kind of thing you know and in a way it's like wow yeah that seems great but what that but the bad side about that is now you're just obedient they they basically turned you into pets <laughs> like house pets <laughs> you know and, and um that's why uh to resist is just to uh you know have free thought you know like uh the Amer you know us as uh, americans we took back uh, or we we created freedom you know essentially uh, allegedly that's how it happened by just having uh free thinking conversations and uh you know not just following the program yeah it's it's interesting because uh i recently rewatched uh the giver have you guys seen that movie or read the book the giver mm -hmm. no 
Okay. It it's very interesting. So I'll just give you the quick rundown. I used to teach this when I taught, but I was watching it with my stepson and uh, it's a utopian society in quotes, but uh, they pick, you know, everything you, you, they pick your job, they pick your family, you know, humans are made in test tubes. They have to get a daily injection every day that keeps them from uh, feeling any emotion like love, or, you know, things like that. And uh, there's one person that has memory of the past, but they're in a simulation. So they're in this perfect world, but then there's a whole outside world that no one goes to. But one person is the keeper of all the memories and he's the giver. And he's like, the whole movie is, and book is about this kid becoming the next giver. And uh, he decides to, you know, he wants to break that cycle and free everyone from the control. But it's just really interesting too like they they want to keep us docile you know he starts rebelling against everything it, it's if you guys haven't seen the uh or read the book it's it's a pretty good book but the movie is not the best movie in the world but the symbolism and stuff is pretty insane especially with what we're dealing with right now it's uh yeah but when you look around i mean it's not that hard to keep people docile i mean in new york they just declared the state uh the Supreme Court said the mask mandate is completely unconstitutional. And yet people are still wearing masks. People are still listening to, you know, daddy government. But See, the border collie loves the domesticated home. Mm -hmm. But the wolf will never be satisfied inside the confines of a house. Because the wolf knows what it's like to howl at the moon. Mm-hmm. 100%. So uh, that part about the giver where uh, there's an outside world and then an internal uh, controlled matrix. Yes. Going back to the CIA papers that to study the Hemisync program uh, put out by the Monroe Institute, one of the programs or one of the claims is that if you followed the Hemisync uh, uh, protocols, you can hit certain uh, levels of consciousness that are uh, the eternal now the when people have the true awakening uh, that area where they go where like all that is is possible and uh, time is uh, doesn't exist and uh, anything that you can dream of can uh, come about and it just really seems like they're trying to do everything they can to keep all of us from going inward, working on ourselves. They want us to um, stay, you know, looking at what's happening with Joe Rogan, look at what's happening with the uh, Canadian truckers. Um, anything to keep us from working on ourselves and our spiritual connection with the creator, whatever that may be in your understanding. Yeah. And uh, that goes into the CIA uh, program um, you were talking about earlier. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what was it again? It, it was a, uh, it was a study of the Hemisync uh, program put out by the Monroe Institute. Mm -hmm. And uh, the paper shows how this is uh, most likely a, a simulation and that uh, you can hit different stages of consciousness 
through using the hemi-sync without spending years on a meditation mat. Wow, that's that's interesting. Uh, that could, you know, um, that could be uh, something with my experience, you know, and uh, could have just uh, put, you know, like you like you said, you know, gave me this thing without ever having to do anything like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, I, I feel like uh, that the reason why is because uh, that's where um, the real truths are. And that's like, honestly, to me, secret societies, like people think, oh, what's the big secret? What is what's all the stuff that they're doing? You know, basically everything that you know, they're just doing that. They just don't want you doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and they want to go do it in privacy that's the secret they you know they want to in public pretend like oh we don't believe in witchcraft come on come on that's crazy stuff and then while privacy they do it that's that's a big secret you know because um so really uh uh there's not you know uh that's where people should be look you know just focusing their attentions on and i think uh, that goes in with the. Uh, I've heard what the military is trying to do is they're trying to create uh, psychic soldiers mm -hmm. like Jedi's, you know, like with that movie, uh, the, the men who stare at sheep. And of course in that movie, like, I think, you know, it just kind of makes it look, Oh yeah, there's nothing to it. It's just a bunch of dudes doing drugs <laughs> and right. stuff. But of course that's what they put out in the movie, you know? And uh, I've heard uh, there's actually a news broadcast where in Russia, they're trying, they're more, the Russians with the uh, psychic soldiers, they're more focused on soldiers who can, uh, you know, use telekinesis or create fire, you know, fire, pyrokinesis uh, type stuff. Um, while here in America, we're more focused on uh, the DMT world and the astral world, like people who can remote travel and go into those realms and map that out. That's, that's where the, our government is focusing their attention while the uh, Russians are, you know, Russian style, do cool <laughs> shit, <laughs> blow shit up. <laughs> yeah, Fire, but it's it's fascinating because it goes back to like, I mean, even like scrying and things like that. They're putting, what, what was it, Project, was it Project Looking Glass where they're going into the remote viewing? And, you know, if they're going to dump that much money into something, it can, it's obviously real. You know what I mean? And I've, had weird out-of-body experiences that i can't quite explain i've had strange scenarios happen in like i'll just call it the dream world because i have no other way to explain it but why why does everyone have like a reoccurring dream where you go to a place it seems to have no doesn't follow the rules of physics of this reality you know and if you can tap into that or become conscious in your dream you can start manipulating the stuff around you so it's it's interesting and i know lehman has had some uh interesting it, dream stuff too yeah well one of my experiences that was not a dream was i was fully awake is related to uh russell targ who ran the stanford research institute's arm of the army intel remote viewing program and uh, he's got a, like one of the band TED Talks where he talks about how uh, everybody can uh, perform uh, feats of ESP given uh, time and training. 
So I was reading his book that's making a case for, you know, ESP um, backed up with the science that he uh, or the findings that he uh, recorded while he was working with uh, Army Intelligence at Stanford. And I'm laying there and it's about 11, 15, 11, 30 at night. And uh, my, uh, my dog is on the end of the bed asleep. And then something in a cloaked form about uh, three and a half feet tall jumps on the end of my bed and runs up the length of it. And I instantly start like, I really want to go to sleep. I mean, I just need to close my eyes. Hmm. And I was like, Oh, there's something going on here, man. Stay awake. And I attribute uh, the many hundreds of doses of LSD that I've taken. The only reason I didn't fall asleep that night. But uh, so I go to like punch up and I'm in like a mild uh, sleep paralysis. And then I was able to get up this far and the thing grabbed my hand. Ron, I've already told uh, Nico this. And when that thing touched me, uh, everything that I knew or thought I knew like completely collapsed or evaporated in that instant. And then ran off the uh, end of my bed into the rest of my house. And I tried to shake off the uh, paralysis as quickly as possible. Got up. My dog is damn near comatose which is not like him in any way shape or form and i ran into the house to see if it was still in there and nothing but i don't know what was it about that book talking about esp that like maybe because i was contemplating it so uh in so intensely i was thinking about it so hard that like and like uh, the Stephen King books that talk about the shine, that I have the shine at that moment and something come into my reality. I don't know, man, but like. Like saw- um, uh, with the mathematics, you know, how we talk about mathematics is the language of the universe. It explains the universe and all that, the, the, the physical universe. There's, there's something that dances with the laws of mathematics, which, which even affects the dream world. You know the concept. You know, every, you know, even the dream world is under the same laws of, of that same sequence and codes and stuff. No matter how wacky and crazy you get, the thing that dances with it is the void, the emptiness, the complete darkness of darkness. You know, the void space. That's the only thing that uh, is not under the control of that. You know, it. it so um, we think, oh, the void is just nothing. It's just blah blah blah. Uh, well, with that math thing, you know, it kind of shows that, like, even the the void space, nothing um, can cause effect. You know, it it can, like, the whole uh, antimatter matter thing. You know, the, that that uh, constant bouncing back and forth. Um, so, shadow beings, void. You know, they could very well just be coming from this void reality, and and putting math in, um, like maybe when they come in there there are these apparitions and beings and stuff like that it's like now they're under the laws of math so math has to kind of shape it in some way where you where it can be uh you know express itself here i guess you know so definitely yeah i'm sorry that's, that's pretty interesting man like uh 
So to take that idea of the void, Nico, you had that experience where uh, you thought your son had jumped on the bed and then started kicking you like a mule. Mm-hmm. And you look over and it's the, the void and it's trying to suck your soul into it. Yes. So about uh, uh, three days ago, I got to speak with my father-in-law who uh, almost passed away from uh, like uh, some kidney issue that just came out of nowhere. Right. And it's the first time I'd gotten to speak to him in person. And he's you, he's very, uh, he'll tell me all the, the stuff that he won't share with anybody else. So he said when he was laying in the hospital that he opened his eyes and there was this black hole in front of him. And he's like, I just want to go to sleep. And uh, he said he turned his head to the side and he could like hear a, a, like some sort of frequency coming out of the, the black hole. And then he heard a, a booming voice say, if you go to sleep, you're going to die. So he popped back up and he's trying to stay awake. And eventually the, uh, the hole, the void dis- dissipates and he was able to relax and he uh, was no longer sleeping. And the second he told me that, I thought about uh, your story about how after you had uh, had an experience, you ran in to check on your son and he's, completely asleep in his own room and so (laughs) so there's another synchronicity like some way somehow you took that story that i i brought up bron and you went to the void through mathematics and then it i don't know how to uh bring it all together but there seems like there's some sort of magic going on here where like there's an interconnectedness between our, our spheres of influence somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, with uh, synchronicities and so many, like we were talking about earlier with the animals and stuff like that. Like uh, I actually was thinking about, uh, you know, there's that green Knight movie and, and all that, like how uh, yeah. that, that whole thing and, and with the whole Fox, you know, the trickster Fox, you know, uh, <laughs> and stuff. And, uh, and I'm just driving on the road and it's, I turn over, I see a red fox and I'm out in like a residential neighborhood. I'm like, Oh, okay. Obviously I, I need to think about Fox, you know, look at that, look that up, you know, get that clue. Um, happens like that. Like, um, with the number thing, I'm, you know, cause I used to be on Twitter. I used to be like a part of the whole QAnon thing on Twitter, you know? And, um, people would on there they'd be like oh numerology gematria stuff so i'd post all the stuff like it was kind of like i couldn't help myself to do it and uh i remember just sitting on my back porch smoking and i'm like why am i even doing it like what's even like the point you know if no one's really even like listening you know and i just see like a murder of like crows like fly into the tree next to me and just start calling stuff like that and it you know brings me back into the uh whole witchcraft thing you know like uh the morgan um because whenever i tried uh i i actually uh tried to meditate on my spirit animal like what's my spirit animal you know and uh just meditating the colors and all that kind of stuff vibration you know when you actually go into like trance mode 
and um, out of nowhere, I just see the feathers and the colors, and it's, it was a big raven, it just or a crow, and it just caught at me. <laughs> it's like wake up. <laughs> so and uh, then I, then from there it's just crows, you know. I've been had this connection with that crows. And, oh, and I look up uh, the weed family crest. Like uh, actually, it has three crows on it. You know, so it's just that kind of these uh, the thing with. Um, awakening is you start looking for these clues or and then at the same time the symbols and the stuff that the deep state does it doesn't work on you anymore because you already kind of figured it out you know um you can still be tricked you know they're still clever and that that's like the whole thing um but i think at this point it's more programming than clever than clever trickery because i i think i heard uh matt on one of the Monday masturbators is talking about like um, his neighbor had a black lives matter flag and he showed her all the stuff about how they, you know, spent all the money on themselves and none of it on the black community, <laughs> you know, basically nothing on the black community. And, um, and he's like, so you're going to take the flags down. She's like, Oh no, we're going to keep those up. It's like, you're okay. So you're programmed. <laughs> you're you have something to work on yourself there's no help in you right now and that that's what that, those are the, the kind of people like that how even if you uh sh and it goes on both sides democrat and republican like when you bring up um oh yeah the world's run by a cult a cultist and stuff like that uh doing magic behind scenes they look at you like you know they don't even want to acknowledge, acknowledge it, you know like uh, you 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 don't get you're you're lost <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing and it's funny that you brought that up with the spirit animals um like so i'm gonna ask you what did you do to summon a spirit animal because here's another weird synchronicity you said the trickster fox that's uh whitney fox that's her uh little tag on instagram and she actually told me after our last episode she said to try to you know have a connection with a spirit animal in a dream and to set the intention and everything and it, it hasn't happened yet and i know lehman has had some an interesting story with whitney as well and it's just it all this stuff just keeps tying together and it's just it's insane yeah, the, man the magic's so getting strong <laughs> we're so, jedi <laughs> so i live on the potomac and uh, right near me is a park, Jones Park. And it actually has the, uh, the first stone that they laid uh, for D.C. when they were deciding where to the, uh, put the city. And so I'm walking back from this park and a red uh, fox runs in front of me. And, I, and anytime uh, an animal in organic life crosses my path I take note so then I come inside and I'm working through um, Nico's discography and I get to the third Whitney and I I am like so drawn to her story uh, and so that leads me to go to her website and yeah there's a there's a trickster fox and I uh, signed up for a uh, mediumship reading with her, which was phenomenal. <laughs> okay. The level of detail that she brought through from uh, my grandparents and my aunt and my uh, 
a stepdad that passed was unreal. And I'll just give you a couple, uh, one example. Uh, my stepdad died from cirrhosis of the liver. The man never met a Budweiser. He didn't want to drink, okay? But he was the happiest drunk I've ever known and a true joy to be around. I can't say that for everybody who drinks heavy, but I can say it about him. So we're sitting there, Whitney goes, there's a man with a beer, with a cooler walking up front toward me. And I was like, well, that could only be one person. <laughs> and, you know, so how does that happen? How is somebody living in California? I'm on the East Coast. And just by hearing the tone of my voice can dial into a frequency and bring up information that is you're not able to find that information online. Okay. There's no way she could have uh, related my stepdad back to me in any way, shape or form. Nor would she even have the time or inclination to do that. So yeah, like the magic is getting strong is the yeah. perfect way of saying it. Like um, with the, uh, like I was going to say, uh, also, and it goes that, like um, with the uh, finding the spirit animal, like, I, like it was the same way, like with my magic name, Sapphire, Sapphire uh, uh, Winds or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because I was coming up with a magic name for uh, that matched my actual name, the numeral, numerical value was the same or whatever mm-hmm. in a certain way. And uh, I was like Sapphire Dragon because Sapphire is my birthstone sapphire wolf none of it was matching i'm like oh shit i'm like all right uh, i was like well god at, at the th- at the time i was like into the magic so i'm like you know oh oracles and shit or whatever i'm like you know what's what's my name and all of a sudden i get hit by a gust of wind like like you know lifts goes through my shirt and everything i was like sapphire winds and it was like oh it matches uh, so it's like one of those kind of things like you you can't like you just kind of have to be blank and it just it'll just you you can't have predetermined expectations so like with with the uh, uh, trickster fox you know it's just she, it, it's probably just whatever comes comes in she's just picking up on it right away not questioning it she's in tune she's in tune with that you know so she's just trusting her intuition and um uh th- like with what kind of got me to not, you know, kind of buffer down, I guess, <laughs> like with her, she can handle it, you know, like she's able to handle that kind of stuff for me. Like when I was able to do like some sort of remote viewing stuff and see things like that, I'm like, eh, I don't know. That's too much. <laughs> like I like my happy medium, you know what I mean? I like to know stuff and do all that, but I like to be a little grounded, you know, with, with stuff like that, you have to have, a, uh, it's not easy to, uh, it's just like with every other exercise or skill set, she's worked on it. She's yeah. honed it. She's tuned, she's tuned it in and everything like that. Like, uh, that's how it worked with me. I started eating right. I was exercising, staying away from cigarettes and alcohol, doing my, you know, doing my meditation, doing the best I could. And then out of nowhere, it just happened. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> you know, it just, you know, it just, it'll just happen, you know, just pop, pop in and everyone can do it. You know, it just takes time sometimes. Ron, what were some of the weirdest experiences you had doing a remote viewing or a, a divination or something like that? Well, with the uh, remote viewing is pretty much just a uh, one day, you know, like when uh, most of the stuff I would just kind of go into like a trance, 
and then just kind of like meditate and just go wherever my mind takes me and stuff and uh but um with uh the uh divination um i've shocked everybody with that you know and and I didn't do, I don't do it the way it says to do in the book. Cause I read some book on the rune saints, my room, my roommate, Trey, who's uh, on the show with me now. Uh, he just had these rune stones and I was getting some magic. Hey, man, let me, let me use those or whatever. And, um, what, what shocked people is the same way. Like, uh, um, I, I didn't, I don't ask for anything. You know what I mean? I just get it from the stones or whatever. And then here, this is, you know, does this mean something to you? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And they're like, I, that's why I told them, I was like, whatever questions you got, that's between you. I'm just being the channel for it. But the weird thing about that, though, is you're kind of being like a vampire, like a psychic vampire. Like, mm-hmm. I, that's something I used to have a problem with. I, used to, I guess I'd be more like a dark empath before, like where uh, arguments and stress and stuff like that, I'd get a high off that stuff. I'd be mad and, you know, stressed about stuff. And I'd, I'd be like, oh, I, I'm having a terrible time, like on, on the surface, but inside I'm like boosted up with, you know, adrenaline and getting a high off of it, you know? So that's something I had to cope with is uh, to get a high off of the good vibes, and not the uh, negativity and the stress. Cause that's what's the, with the whole Trump thing, people were getting high off of that hate, you know, but it's not a, it's not a clean high. It's like smoking crack, not like, smoking some herb you know (laughs) right right yeah and i mean i think social media plays into that too i mean people just jump on bandwagons and just want to just want to feel like they fit in i guess which i never had that problem (laughs) i've never fit in anywhere but uh yeah that's really interesting um yeah and this is something that uh you're saying too it's like i've had experiences where I'll just lay down on the bed and I feel myself starting to take off. I get that like shaky plane turbulence and there's that like split second where you can go with it. But I always, I I always shake myself out of it. Any type of like sleep paralysis or uh, astral travel, I guess it's always involuntary. You know, the couple of times where I've caught myself before it happens, I've always chickened out. I've never been able to do it, but, uh, this is another thing, and I, I think I've talked with both of you about this, but anytime that happens too, I'll also get like a radio static, like a like a chatter almost. I'll hear stuff going on and it's it's like I'm tuning into a conversation or a frequency. It's like it's stuck in between, you know, radio stations or whatever, but you can kind of make out some words or and it's always just a split second, but I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on that? And <laughs> When I have like those mystical experiences, I hear the uh, the static as well or the frequency and it will be like two different tones, one on each side. And so it, it instantly makes me think about binaural beats being four hertz apart and then your brain blending them. And like literally every time I have a wild mystical experience that is present. It's probably the only thing that's like absolutely constant. So I think what it is, is like very much your um, consciousness is, uh, can't, is, has a dial on it where you tap into different levels 
you know, beta here in the, the matrix is, you know, channel five, but, you know, the good stuff is up on, uh, you know, USA up all night or whatever. You know? <laughs> so you change the dial and you get to see the boobs out in the, uh, out in the camp want to talker or whatever. <laughs> That was a thing when I was a kid. You're you're a little younger than me, but we'd stay up all night just to see a picture of booze on USA up all night. So. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I remember seeing that, like the uh, 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 what is it, the National Explorer? What is it, the <laughs> uh, National Geographic? Like, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I was uh, going to say like with the magic thing, like it kind of, you know, with the whole practice thing, like for me, it's not like something you can just kind of, oh, I'm going to do some magic, you know, I'm going to do some divination or I'm going to do my little ritual and blah, blah, blah. There you go. It's like something like uh, with the, I would have it all set up. I'd have the candles lit. I get, it's like getting in the zone, you know, you have the bath and you want it to be you you know with that's why you have the dark and the candlelight and stuff like that you want to almost be in like a trance light state as you as you're doing it you, it's like somebody rings the doorbell you you can't you, you know now you got to just abort you know because it's just the whole vibes off at that point you know it's you it's some it's uh and i think a lot of people too i think with the bad side about the magic with uh why uh it should be people getting into it should be more cautious because uh, they're dabbling too much on uh, um, self-service and stuff like that. Like um, I think with the, with the Illuminati, they kind of get away with it a little more because it's self-service for their greater goal of taking over the world because they're the superior race to us. So, you know, with there's some karmic, dust off there they can kind of get because it's not just they're not just initially serving themselves they're serving a greater purpose for them you know but you know <laughs> benefiting themselves in a way but uh with magic uh where i messed up is uh when i first realized uh, i should be a little bit more careful with this stuff is maybe i didn't uh clean up a, a ritual so well maybe i was like ah, i'm just i want to get through this so i can go play some call of duty or whatever <laughs> you know? and uh maybe rush it along a little too quick and i remember I'd, I'd always clean up my room my room was like really clean i'd dust it and everything like that i'd actually had a duster i'd go and dust things down and stuff like that because of the uh that's why with the witches they have the brooms is because you're you gotta always be cleaning like even even if they're doing rituals out in uh the woods they're they're uh they're energetically using the broom to dust away the bad energy you know, like that's the broom is for, you know, cleaning away the bad energy and stuff like that. So I always like the holies of holies. That's why. And, uh, you know, when you think about that, it was always spotless, like with these religious uh, altars and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I remember I came and I was cleaning it one time and just and I was like, like a heat went across my hand or something like that. And I was like, wait a minute. And there is like a cyclone of like energy, like a little tornado of like energy, like right there. Cause what I would do is I'd write like, you know, like spell, I'd write it out and I'd put my attentions, put the herbs and blah, 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 put it in a little, uh, I had a little uh, metal bucket thing that I'd light it in there, set on fire, and then I'd go bury it out in the yard after, you know, after a while or whatever. And, and, uh, I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's not supposed to be there. This is supposed to be like the, all the energy is supposed to be clean. This is supposed to be a neutral 
uh, space magnetically or energetically, you know? And then, so I was like, what kind of energy has that thing been absorbing? You know, it could have had good intentions initially, but I just kind of let it sit there and build up, you know, who knows what kind of energy got in there. So when I finally cleared it up and sent it off that into the universe, I, I was afraid of like, what kind of intentions were, were behind it? You know, maybe it went sour for me in a way, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. And that's so interesting with the brooms too. Growing up, my mother would always put, no matter what, she always had a cinnamon broom, like, you know, one of those like cinnamon brooms for decoration. <laughs> there was always one right by the front door. She always had this big vase and I always wondered, and it's like, <laughs> I'm sure that had some Greek witchery to do, with it, you know? Yeah. That probably, probably goes into that. Um, uh, yeah that's the whole thing with the broom it's uh about the mm -hmm. cleaning clean your energy that's why uh the witches that you know are gonna do some dark magic black magic stuff for like you know swamp they call them swamp witches you know dark with you know because they're dirty <laughs> muddy muddy energy you know they're about that you know so like uh yeah you know and in some countries uh witchcraft is you you know instead of going to the doctor you go to your local witch you know they because some people and they swear by it they go to doctors and doctors can't do nothing about it they go to their local witch and she does a little magic thing blah 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 you know she sees jesus energy on top of a power line she's like oh yeah you're healed and it works for people <laughs> yeah and uh uh so there's definitely something to that definitely it's it's and it's not uh the thing is, is um, even with the Nazis and the super weapons, their wonder weapons, uh, people who have researched that say that th they were supposedly using sciences that completely go against what we know here in the Western world. You know, like the con the concepts, the, the things that they use to create these soup, you know, these wonder weapons. Um, uh, go against everything that we know and that's why that's why we won't ever find these kind of truths and they're they're trying to keep us from finding these weapons by keeping us uh focused on their programs and the way they explain things you know yeah. so we won't be looking outside of the box and looking for new ways no that's that's it's crazy and i mean what, what do you think some of these wonder weapons were? And either of you guys can jump in. Do you think it's more like direct energy weapon type stuff? Or was it like, I don't know, like invoking a planet and, you know, causing some type of natural catastrophe or something like that? I think it probably has something to do with uh, the ability to manipulate scalar waves at will and to be able to pass through uh, solid objects and you know come and go as you please with only a shimmer of uh of like the predator uh cloaking device oh shit. <laughs> yeah that's maybe that's uh, the sasquatch yeah <laughs> this whole time you know sasquatch you know like this whole time it's just been nazis wearing little fursuits <laughs> coveted shapeshifted in and out of this reality but not i mean that goes with the whole Stargate thing, you know. Um, I I feel like uh, you know, it goes well, from what I know about the whole uh, uh, New Swabland 
uh, Admiral Byrd and stuff like that, chasing the Nazis down to the top pole. I think they just figured, you know what, we'll just build like our own world down here. We'll just keep everyone out of it. And I, I, I think down there in a North Korea kind of like hardcore communist type way, uh, they probably did create a super race of human beings and they're just waiting for the right time to unleash the super race on the world. And, it, you know, it's probably like you go down there, you, you see their people and it's just everyone is blonde haired, blue eyed, Aryan. Look, you know, it's like, holy shit. They're all rope, you know, rope. that's like the, you know, it could be like some weird time travel thing. You know, that's how like the whole Aryans got started. Like the area, the Aryans, how we think in the past and stuff like that, the fallen angels and stuff. Um, it could, you know, it could be they're just re rebuilding that that world for them. Because um, even in Asian uh, cultures and um, Arabic cultures and Eastern mysticism cultures, there's their gods are like blue eyed and stuff like that. You know, pale skin, blue eye, uh, blonde hair. So there's it's it's kind of crazy to think about that. <laughs> yeah yeah that's then, that's what i yeah that's what i feel like uh they they really did is uh they um like a truman show you know mm -hmm. north korea north korea is just an imitation they're like the walmart version i guess <laughs> <laughs> or the cheap version you know yeah yeah the the, the schwabe land uh you know Werner von braun uh who created nasa uh I guess he had a quote where he's like, wait, you're not uh, scaring people with UFOs yet? Come on now. Get with the program. And then yeah. he... Uh, go ahead, Brian. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean... <laughs> no, I was just saying about how he was telling his uh, uh, caretaker, you know, about the whole fake alien invasion is the final step. <laughs> and isn't it on his, uh, his tombstone, there's a, a psalm about the firmament too, isn't there? Yeah, I believe yeah. it's in Psalm one nineteen eleven, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, but then there's also that short story that uh, he wrote that mentioned. I guess he wrote it in the fifties that mentions Angela Merkel and Elon Musk. So wouldn't yeah, it be crazy? Crazy if Elon Musk is uh, Hitler's grandson or something? Dude, honestly, nothing would surprise me anymore. I I don't know if you guys caught this. Like when when did you guys first start hearing about Elon Musk? Cuz I don't remember ever hearing this guy's name until probably 2015ish maybe give or take. And I was just watching Iron Man 2 with my uh, stepson the other day. And there's a short scene in Iron Man 2 where he's he's like walking through a party and Elon Musk walks up to him and he's like, "Mr. Stark, I'd like to I'd like to talk to you about something, whatever, whatever. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he walks by him. But that that movie came out in 2010. And I, I don't ever remember hearing about Elon Musk before that. And it's just interesting. And then the next Iron Man is where he introduces the nanotechnology in Iron Man 3. And I don't know. It just makes me wonder, was Elon Musk just like some actor that was a failed actor and <laughs> just got yeah. little parts like that? <laughs> And they were like, you know what? Let's just push him up. And because again, maybe I'm just being naive and I just didn't know, but I had never heard of this guy. And then all of a sudden, he's just like the richest man in the world. 
Yeah, like in on the Joe Rogan uh, episode, he explains that he uh, actually has more reverence for uh, Thomas Edison instead of Nikola Tesla. Yeah. He, he, he has more respect for someone who steals shit from a bunch of people and tortures animals than someone like Nikola Tesla who wanted to give out like free energy and change the world for the better. <laughs> and not to mention he named his company after that. Yeah, that's like a fuck you. I think they do stuff like that, like with mm -hmm. the swastika. Mm -hmm. Oh, like the swastika is like there. That's why the Nazis kind of rock, rocked it because it means something positive. It means something good. They're using it as kind of like fuck you because that's a, you know, the whole middle finger where that came from mm -hmm. is uh, you would you would uh, point your middle finger at captured archers and show them. See, I got a middle finger. <laughs> right, because they used to cut. You know? <laughs> they used to cut people's fingers off if they right. They would because yeah, then you so couldn't I, shoot. <laughs> I feel and like the, they're using it. Oh, I'm sorry. And the swastika is actually, if you uh, look up from the, like, underneath Polaris, and you'll see the uh, big and little dipper, uh, that's what that symbolizes. It's that the, the center point of the, the plane or whatever. Have you seen the time lapse? Where Yeah, the, uh, the right side of the cup on the Big Dipper always points towards polaris yeah. and um it it rotates around it and it used to show our ancients uh the seasons what season it was because it, it would always be you know where if it's underneath or whatever it's spring it's over here it's winter and it it they would look at it like this is uh like their big calendar in the sky <laughs> i guess but i i feel like um with the the dome I feel like the way um, everything kind of spins around this this area and just goes towards this, I feel like that's like uh, basically like the door to the, uh, you know, the astral world, essentially, you know, like that's like the heaven, like that's like the little cap to get out of here, <laughs> you know, like a dome, you know, it feels, it feels dome-like, like I wouldn't say dome, like our planet's just a dome and stuff like that but maybe that's the way we see it maybe some other planetary planetary intelligent life you know is looking at it from another angle you know and it's going it's going its own rotation or whatever um the whole bubble theory like universes are just like bubbles connected atop each other we could all just be bubbled from this one source point looking at it from different angles yeah it's what like guys... a bunch of go ahead Lehman. it's like a bunch of blind men standing on different side of an elephant saying oh there's, it's a trunk we live in a trunk oh we're, we have a tail <laughs> yeah yeah and we're the flat we're the flower on on that on you know like that point is like the seed you know and and we're what blossomed out from from it you know we're the we're the and I feel like that's how, uh, you know, with the whole uh, uh, magic concept of the world, you know, even mathematics, you know, it, it, it grows, it grows, grows, and then it, it gets to this point where it uh, blossoms out to its peak, and then it has to uh, pollinate uh, to start the new cycle, and it just, you know, just keeps repeating that way, like even the, the plants are, you know, under that law, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's 
really interesting. And this is something like, what do you guys think the planets are? Do you guys think, because you, you hear about like Saturn was our, our first sun and all this, like, and then people in magic or any of these old mythologies, you know, they invoke the planets, but then they give them these, uh, they personify them too. Like, what do you guys think the planets are? Just curious. Let me go on Wax's saying, I don't think anybody truly knows. Right. Everybody's got an, uh, a pet theory, right? Mm-hmm. So like in the uh, Kabbalah understanding of the tarot, the bl- uh, color black is always Saturn, right? And I'm sure y'all have seen the top of uh, the, the North Pole of Saturn actually is a hexagon. Mm-hmm. And so like, and then you, you've probably seen the Orthodox Jews at the Wailing Wall with the little box on their head. And then, of course, the Muslim community walks in uh, rings around a giant black cube that allegedly was made out of a meteorite that fell from the sky. There's something to that. Is is the matrix, this hologram, the cube, you know, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, like you know, like uh, we're all like cubed in here, you know. We're, we're uh, we're um, but oh, I forgot where I was gonna. Oh, with the planets, uh, I feel like the uh, planets are uh, sentient life forms. I, like what once, like when with Earth, like I don't think Earth is just this rock with grass on it, it's just floating through space. I think it's its own like being because it breathes you know, with the, with the oceans and stuff like that. And then, you know, it has issues. It, it erupts, you know, and burst out and farts out these <laughs> uh, lava, you know, and, and um, you know, it cry, you know, the, and um, cleans itself. But I feel like uh, when we think sentient life form, we think like, oh, it has to be able to talk to us. <laughs> well maybe the maybe the earth talks to us in these synchronistic ways you know in these hey man like can y'all stop polluting shit on me <laughs> you know like hey i give you fruit i do all this kind of shit man can y'all treat me a little nicer like maybe what uh these floods and all this kind of stuff is the earth kind of cleaning itself saying i need to get these parasites off of me i need to get these fleet these you know things that are just feeding off of me but yeah i think uh if we treat the planet better and we really uh do all that kind of stuff we're living in that kind of way i honestly think the earth itself would probably evolve with us it will update you know in a way though the the fruit will be better there'll be more fruit there'll be more vegetation thing you know i feel like it'll produce greater because it's uh it's happier you know and so it's kind of like go ahead sir Oh, I was just going to say, I, I, I'm down with that idea too, but it just reminded me of another Marvel movie, the Gardens, Guardians of the Galaxy. When you find yeah. out that, uh, what's his face there, Starboy or whatever, his father, it, it was a planet, but he could like, so again, they just put everything out there in plain sight and that planet was a sentient being like that. And it's, I'd have to rewatch that movie, but it's just interesting, man. It's in the... And the plant that he was going around and putting on these 
uh, places was like a, a mushroom, a magic mushroom. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes into uh, Terrence McKenna's idea of the stoned ape theory, mm-hmm. where like the apes ate the magic mushrooms, then all of a sudden we're making cave art. And I opened up our consciousness. So when we were talking about the cube there for a second, I thought, okay, so uh, length, width, time, height gives you volume, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and Saturn is uh, related to the number six. So if uh, six is your length, width, and height, you have six, 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 and then you have carbon life forms, which uh, I believe uh, is uh Carbon six is what makes up carbon life forms. But then um, they kind of bring it all the way back around to the salamander is what if it's not like an amphibian as we know it, but more like a silicon based creature and would have a, a slick, almost uh, wet look to it if it was, you know, made of a different uh, material. Wow, that's crazy! Yeah, <laughs> it could be. It could be able to be habitable in a different environment than, than we would assume would be needed for you know life forms like us. Yeah, that's crazy. So then you could go to Bikini Bottom and hang out with Patrick Starr. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, I think uh, isn't it like isn't it? No, no, that's the little squirrel lady. She's has she has a dome down there. Sandy. Maybe that's yeah, Sandy. Maybe that's what they're showing. Like, there's other life forms that could just live down there, but then with uh, humans, mammals, we created these underwater, an underwater world for us down there. You know, like uh, there's a video game about that, a rapture, you know? <laughs> under well, underwater city. Well, there's that theory too. Like I've heard that you know, space is water. Like, what if we are just in a dome underwater somewhere? <laughs> like. And we created our own ecosystem in that dome. Who knows? And, you know, that's why the sky is blue during the day and black at night, just like a beach would be. <laughs> yeah. What if we're in, like, a giant ocean of another world? <laughs> like, up there is just, like, a whole different world. We're just in the ocean. of it. That's wild. Worlds so, within worlds. So what if uh, fiction is merely another way of creating egregores and bringing uh, your, your dreams about through uh, magic. Like, for example, the Elon Musk being in that movie. What if old boy was like, look, I need to pull off a ritual and I need millions of people to give it attention. So I'm going to pay this company out in Hollywood to give me a feature for, I don't know, 10 seconds in a movie. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to be everywhere people look. I will be plastered all over the Internet. Right. Or like H.P. Lovecraft creating uh, his stories about Cthulhu coming out of the ocean with his face huggers. And then, you know, um, that uh, guy that's in the Key and Peel group or whatever, he puts out uh, Lovecraft uh, Country. And next thing you know, everybody's wearing masks on their face. <laughs> you know, what if it's all just various levels of magic? I think it is for sure. I mean, just 
even some of the synchronicities we were talking about on our episode, Lehman, it's just like, it's weird, man. It, it just, everything just adds up and it like, you can't write a better script sometimes. And so think, are, are y'all familiar with the law of one material, the raw material that was channeled in the eighties? Yeah. I've heard a little bit about that. So the, 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 the main point about it is you're either in service to self or you're in service to others. And you have to be 51% service to others in order to be a part of the harvest, which sounds a whole lot like the rapture to me. And then where do they go? Well, go to a place very much like Ron was speaking about earlier about a new earth. Well, what would the new earth look like? Well, there'd be green grass. There'd be trees that feed us all. <laughs> there wouldn't be any problems. You know, it's like, I, I do think that service to others is incredibly important. And with and, the magic, yeah, uh, that, that's a great point because um, that's why I kind of stopped messing with it so much. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm doing, you know, servicing the world in these other kind of ways, but I don't need to bless things for myself. I kind of got everything I need. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy with where my life is at the point. So uh, let, let other people get those blessings. You know, let, let me, sh let me, I don't need them here. You have them, you know, <laughs> the, that's the difference between us and uh, the deep state is because the deep state is like, nah, y'all, y'all can't have none of this shit. This is for us. Like, that's what they're really trying to construct a world where, uh, the peasant folk just do whatever they're told and they don't they don't know this kind of higher knowledge that's that's kept for them you know they're selfish with it and that's that that's so interesting that you said that you know because ron i know you were given that choice you know with the encounter you had and lehman told me about his encounter and yeah it's it's all about that willpower like how many people would have that willpower and let's say you are practicing magic and you're getting everything you need how many people would have the willpower to say, I'm good now. I'm going to start giving this abundance to others. I don't think most people would have that in them, you know? So it's just interesting. Yeah. I think probably all the people who have taken a certain stand uh, during this uh, pandemic we're experiencing have probably made uh, a conscious or subconscious level decision that you know they're, they're going to be for something greater than themselves they believe in something larger than themselves they have a hope in a creator because after all all of this didn't come from absolutely nothing and uh, so i i do think those choices to like to not be greedy to think about others uh often they they have uh, they can have a an effect on your future, but they also have a retro causality uh, effect. Because I don't think I, uh, I've told Ron my experience. So I ended up eating some edibles with uh, a friend, and they were very uh, potent. Yeah, and it kicks off, and they're very psychedelic. Uh, his couch completely folded and sat on the floor flat like a piece of paper and I walked through the space that it was in 
which also leads me to believe that we're definitely living in a hologram. So it's kicking pretty hard. And at one point I was like, I need to go lay down for a minute because I just need to fall into this. So I, I stretch out, I close my eyes and it's like the shamanic tunnel that uh, some people talk about. And there was a booming voice coming down the tunnel at me saying, I will give you everything that you desire. All that I require is for you to worship me. And I, I didn't even pause. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with Jesus. I'm good. And Ron, I was instantly sober. Mm. And instantly sober. I've never had that experience before or since. I can't explain it, but I think uh, when I made that decision, it reverberated both into my future and into my past. And that <clears throat> certain opportunities and certain things that had come my way, blessings, whatnot, were because of that decision. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's great. That's crazy, man. Uh, and like uh, about being, uh, you know, sober instantly, it's like, I think it's because the moment and the decision and everything was so vast. You just like blew your high, you know, like you're, <laughs> you, you're, you, ha you're on a different kind of high level, you know, that like the, the effect from the edible no longer, you know, it was like nothing. It's like, kind of like uh, when you've already had something at the pinnacle and then they try to give you something a little at the lower level, it's not the same when you've already reached that hot type of high. Yeah. Well, Ron, I've, I've been to a party before where I uh, cupped my hand and they have filled it with LSD and I drank all of it. Probably 120 hits. And Damn. I wasn't as high then as I was on those edibles. I mean, they were incredibly strong. And so, yeah. Uh, it was significant that I was instantly sober. Well, and that makes me wonder too, was, you know, my conspiracy mind and, you know, thinking about like trickery and stuff like that, like typically edibles don't do that to someone. So it's almost like, was there some nefarious force behind this that, you know, like, did your friend get as high on those edibles? Like, was it something that just put you into that state to, try to give you that choice you know what i mean thinking if i if i fuck him up a little bit he'll make this decision it was a shady motherfucker so <laughs> i don't know if he did it under his own volition or something pressed him to do it but they were incredibly strong i mean yeah it's it and that's what i'm saying too like maybe not even your friend just some higher force or some right evil force or whatever just like you know what let's see if this guy goes for it because again most people like with ron most 12 year old kids would probably <laughs> take that deal someone well, i would i would have if, uh -huh. if it didn't involve the other the stipulations you know what right. i mean <laughs> right uh, <laughs> i was like fuck yeah money uh so six oh this kind of stuff yeah oh, oh no nah. but i that at the same time that's what uh with the whole val hollow thing like in the end, um, like uh, you want to, you know, when it's your time, you want 
you know, the other spirits who's going to be there, you know, your ancestors and stuff like that. You want to make them proud, you know, like you want them cheer, cheering you on. Hey, Val, hey, everyone party for this guy. <laughs> you don't want to be that guy like, what a weirdo, what a creep. <laughs> you know? Like in the spirit world, I feel like it's like, because I've heard uh, some people with near-death experiences saying like in the heaven, it's like there's food they're partying there's they're playing music hey if that's if you don't want to party there's you can just go to the serenic part of heaven where it's just beautiful and tranquil and stuff like that like i heard heaven there's parts of heaven it's just a big party it's like <laughs> you know you get to hang out and there's time to get to know everyone out there sign me up for rave heaven that sounds rave wonderful <laughs> and um she was like um she was like saying about the whole dark tunnel you know some people are like oh i just saw darkness and stuff like that um i'll have to remember this episode but she said uh she was like a native american like one of the old tribes or whatever and uh um she said that her she saw her, she her mom was showing around heaven she's like mom I have to go back you know because she's uh, she's like i have kids too and the real world and her mom's like all right i'll see you when you get back and she just uh she said out of nowhere, she just starts getting pulled out of heaven. And she said for about 20 or 30 minutes, she's just going through this dark void tunnel. And then out of nowhere, like after about 20, 30 minutes, it's like you start seeing light again. It's like, whoop, and you go into your body <laughs> and she woke up, you know, in, in the hospital and stuff like that. So um, maybe that's why uh, with the whole thing, like, oh, all I see is darkness and stuff like that. Well, maybe give it some time. <laughs> maybe it takes a while for your soul to travel where it needs to go it doesn't just happen instantly <laughs> yeah. yeah and i've wondered that with uh, sleep paralysis sometimes too like uh when you come back from these lucid dreams what if it's just your body your, your soul is just kind of readjusting to the to your body and that's why you can't move right away and uh, i i tend to believe that it makes sense you to know, me uh from what i heard with the uh jumping feeling like you ever get that sometimes when you wake up <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. you, you know, those fallen dreams, like I heard that's like your soul uh, went into your body too fast, mm. you know, <laughs> got in there too quickly. And you're like, oh, whoa. And you got that little like jolt, you know, for whatever reason, because I've heard like, um, like when you astral project and do this kind of stuff, like things can't mess with your body. But they'll try to make you think like, hey, don't go back in your body, stay out here, you know, like. Sometimes things will be sitting there looking at your body and things like that. But I guess it's like, that's what, uh, there's that silver thread, you know, that silver thread keeps us to our body. So, if you know, uh, as long as, you know, you go just, uh, things can't mess with you when you're astral traveling. But, um, you know, uh, I guess I, I've also heard it can be dangerous because uh, even in the astral realm, something that's big and scary looking, will actually be friendly and then the really nice charming dressed well person is actually the fucked up person trying to bring you into the, down into the darker vibrations you know so it's a tricky game yeah sure um, and have you guys heard uh, i forget what show i was listening to but they were talking about how uh our government and stuff has security spots set up in the astral plane and it's makes you wonder like that like let's say like the white house or something they have astral detail on on mm. 
And uh, that actually goes in with the secret society stuff. Cause you know, um, even with the, you know, Masons, the most famous one, before they do their little meetings and stuff like that, somebody goes around with the sword and, uh, you know, does a little magic circle around uh, the little grounds with the sword. So that way, oh, well, why do they do that? Well, in magic, you do that. So nothing can infiltrate that space. Mm. That space is now your space and they, they can't. So what, what they're doing is they're not only, they don't want uh, people with remote viewing abilities and psychic abilities to go inside of their temples and spy on their little meetings and stuff like that. So that's why these, uh, like you said, with the White House having a, a psychic security <laughs> to, to make sure people with psychic abilities can't, don't go wandering into air, you know, you know, places they're not supposed to be. And I've actually heard too with the perverts going into the astral realm to spy on people. <laughs> like I've heard of uh, people go, you know, who can travel because um, I've heard with a lot of a uh, witch, like the higher witch covens and stuff like that. They don't meet in person; they meet in the astral world. Mm -hmm. They link, they link up there, and they do all their magic stuff in in, in that space. Yeah, I've heard that too. It, it's it's fascinating man it's absolutely fascinating to think that but i heard another thing too on a podcast uh that they said i forget if it was the oto or masons or something but they take a vow that they can never get hypnotized have you ever heard anything like that no nah. yeah, like it's they're not allowed it's against their religion to ever be hypnotized because they don't want people planting stuff in their head or pulling things out and it's just interesting i'm sure our military probably does stuff like that too but it's just it's fascinating man i want to i want to try some type of hypnotism just to see if it would work you know like i did a hypnotic regression with a lady named uh, lisa out of uh, orlando <clears throat> and we did it via zoom i was the only person in the apartment and for like a week leading up I, I fell asleep listening to this meditation to prepare myself for the uh, regression. And as we're setting up, she, uh, Lisa's like, man, there's things flying around all over. And we were having trouble with the audio. It was like really like uh, breaking up bad. But then it kind of smoothed out. And we started the uh, regression. And like 20 uh, 28 minutes into it, um, if you go to the video, you can see a sprite or something dart across the room while I'm ta uh, talking, while uh, being recorded. And it's strange. It's very strange. Like, I, I don't know what that was. I don't know why that um, regression was like just being interfered with so much. Right. like yeah. uh with nico saying i i feel like uh sometimes with me in the in the dream dream stuff like uh with the astral world plane why i kind of feel like i could never astral project was um like thing I, I feel like things probably don't want you to you know take that next step and be okay with it like one of my uh lucid dreams that i had uh i remember being in like I guess outer space and there was a giant uh like um uh uh it was a uh 
Star of David. I forgot what those are called, hexagon or whatever, uh, hexagram. And um, but it was all different seals and things like that, like symbols and stuff. And it was like I felt like this thing was like keeping me trapped, and I was trying to destroy it and break through it and stuff like that. And that's kind of like why, like I was saying, when I uh, astral project sometimes, and I just go into like video game worlds or things like that, because I feel like if the government with all these programs and they kind of understand the astral world and, and how to uh, uh, map it and, you know, fluctuate uh, function in there with certain people, when, when you actually do astral project, they can just create a, a hologram, like with their, you know, like with this mind, uh, uh, mind technology that they have. And they could just like uh, put, put something there like um uh to, to keep you distracted and like huh oh this is all it is Meh. <laughs> you know? like they don't want you to break through that extra layer and realize wait wait what's behind here kind of like that famous painting of that guy sticking his head through the dome and he's like what the fuck's over here <laughs> you know well, well yeah that's so interesting you bring that up ron because <clears throat> and again not every time i go to this place i've talked about it before it's like this big white castle school thing it's all like it's it's where i go when i have these like uh repeating dreams uh reoccurring dreams and when i think about it and you look around there's doors everywhere and you know some of them you're just like oh i can't go there but like it's just subconscious like oh i can't go to that door i'm gonna try the next time i'm in one of those states to just go to one of those doors and see like is it just that simple of a distraction yeah. like uh, like a do not enter sign on this door <laughs> it's like uh you're 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 that that place is like a movie set to keep right. you from actually seeing the real astral realm and being a part of that real astral realm it's like a movie set that you kind of have to break through through it through your dream you know you like yeah. same thing like awakening to stuff in this reality you have to awaken to stuff in that reality as well yeah you know, and it's it's so crazy because like nine out of ten times when the door opens in one of those dreams is when i wake up and it's like hmm, i gotta figure out a way to <laughs> just get into that door and see what's in there it's crazy and you know with the uh <clears throat> you know with the you ever look at the uh masonic uh old symbols and stuff they do there's always like that arc that's like a doorway and there's like a stair stairs going through that. Maybe that's what it is. Like they figured out how to go into the dream world and then go through that door within the dream world and be able to travel through it yeah. to the real version. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? <laughs> just theories. Just theories. That's all we can do is just like we well, said, no one knows what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> At the same time, all the greatest ideas start out with, huh, I wonder if it's like this, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's your intuition speaking to you, bringing truth forward from the Akashic records, which the internet is a flimsy imitation of. Yeah, I, again, I don't know, I remember where I heard that, but it made so much sense when someone said that, and it's just, it, yeah, they just try because because I believe that maybe the dream world is the reality. You know, that is the the real place because there's been times I've had dreams that are more real than real. And I know the whole history there. 
I know people, but as soon as I wake up, it's like my memories, I can remember the imagery of it, but I couldn't tell you the history behind it. And yeah, it, it just, I think that part of the matrix, part of this hologram is that they try to create the little things to keep us distracted. So like we all have the ability to tap into those Akashic records or, you know, remote view something or whatever, but they tell us we can't do it here, but here, here's the internet, go Google something. They, they, that'll be better. And then we'll track what you search. So then we'll only show you stuff that you like to search. And like uh, with the, uh, like with me, like um, to see things, I have to basically uh, train myself to not pre predetermine things and just kind of let it happen because what, and, and once I observe it too much, I'm too observant of what's going on. I get, I, I get taken out of it. Mm -hmm. So to, to stay in there and to see things, I kind of have to like soak it in without actually looking at anything, <laughs> like even with the dream world, but my uh, current girl, you know, my girlfriend and stuff, uh, current, that sounds, that sounds too good. <laughs> but my, uh, my, girl my girlfriend this week, uh... <laughs> she, uh, she she when she tells me about her dreams it's like she's telling me a, a story like details and things like that like wait a minute this is a dream this ain't like real life this didn't happen you did to today or something so some people can go can really uh explore their dreams and do all sorts of things like that. yeah I'm, sure. the, I'm the same way with that ron I, i've told my story where i had that weird out-of-body experience with my dog and when i was sitting in like I went into that trance state and I'm sitting in the back seat of a car and I'm looking through the window and as soon as like all this like scenery would pop up and as soon as my conscious mind recognized what I was looking at that's when it would disappear so it's like there's got to be a way to train yourself to not have that happen you know what I mean yeah just uh like that that's uh I feel like um with your spirit animal it's it's that's kind of the situation you're having why mm -hmm. it's not coming through because as soon as you observe it it's gone it's mm -hmm. so me uh, i bet it's going to be something elusive like an elusive <laughs> sasquatch sasquatch, sasquatch. Is my <laughs> <laughs> i said something not so sexy like the elusive osceola turkey of southern florida <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, that sounds about right, too. <laughs> yeah, that was my problem because I was like, in my head, I'm like, you know, a dragon or a wolf or a tiger or some, something badass. And I see a little crow. I'm like, oh, that's lame. <laughs> Fucking crow. A chipmunk. So, like, yeah. <laughs> but crows are smart, man. I just, I posted a video on my story. There was a crow doing one of those like toddler games that picks up all the little pieces and was putting it in the right holes and it's like it makes you wonder <laughs> yeah and they're you know they actually do a bunch of good and stuff like that but they're kind of like trickster animals at the same time um you know uh they'll steal your shit that's why i gotta make sure i always uh keep my trucks the windows up and stuff like that you leave your keys inside or something a crow comes by and just fucking with you and sees your keys and just takes off with them <laughs> you know shit like that can happen so right. yeah going back to the um knockoff akashic records lehman was telling me a story 
where he purposely went out of his way. I'll, I'll let you tell it to trick the algorithm. And it's still kind of. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so I left all my devices inside the house and I took a pencil and a piece of paper, no smartwatch, nothing like that. And I walked to the back of my dad's property and I wrote down two things that I have never looked up in any kind of search engine whatsoever. Uh, not in this lifetime or lifetimes in past. Okay. It's, it's so obscure for me to look these two things up. So I look at it, fold it up, put it in my pocket. So there's no way a camera caught a glimpse of it. And I never spoke what I wrote down aloud. I go inside, bring up the uh, YouTube and then the, uh, to the right side where it's like, uh, watch next, you may be interested, was in the same order, the two things that I wrote. And one of them was the learn how to do gymnastics. Now, six foot three, 360 pounds, I can guarantee you, I've never looked up how to do a backflip. <laughs> All right, it just ain't happening. So how does that happen? Right. So mm. that's that's one of the versions. Then another was I had heard that several authors, including Philip K. Dick and Edgar Allan Poe, had written things that had later come to pass verbatim. So I was like, why? Well, I have to test this out for myself. So I uh, there was this walking track that I always walked my dog down very early in the morning. We never ran into anybody. And I said, today, my dog and I passed a brunette with giant breasts sitting on this bench. And she asked me a question about religion. So I forget about it. Two weeks later, the dog and I are out for our morning walk. And I'll be damned. There's somebody sitting on that bench where I've never, she turns around. She got this giant rack. All right. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to feed her any questions or say anything that would ask, uh, make her ask me a religious question. So I walk up and I was like, hey, how's it going? She goes, good. What do you know about the owls in the forest over there? I said, you know, and uh, she was reading the Bible. And I was like, uh, well, you know, there's an owl in that book called Moloch. And uh, she's like, yeah. And, uh, you know, that was the extent of it. And I kept walking. I looked back and she's no longer there. And I had never seen her again. And it's like, what's going on there that you write something out on a piece of paper? And then it comes to pass like that. So if you want to, uh, you know, have your dreams and your desires, I guess, write it out <laughs> and forget about it. Yeah. Talk about the uh, vision boards and stuff like that. Constant reminders, constant affirmations. And, and, you know, uh, it might not happen right away. Like it didn't happen that day when you did it, it happened two weeks later, because maybe it's, it takes the time, the universe time to move the pieces in place for stuff like that to happen. That's where, uh, where with the deep state they want to be the only ones who can move those 
pieces with the magic. You know, they don't want common folks being able to, you know, work things into their favor like that. So there's a book called The Power of Psychometry. And I'm only like three chapters into it. But one of the things that it teaches you is to go outside, pick a cloud and point to that cloud and tell it to disappear. So I did it a couple of times by myself. Sure enough, within, I don't know, two minutes, the cloud is gone, completely gone, not a vapor left. Right. So I was like, well, maybe, you know, I need somebody else here. So my wife and I go for a walk down to the Potomac and I point one out and I said, you see that cloud? She's like, yeah. So I, I don't know if it's because she was there or not, but it took me like four minutes, but the thing completely left. And she's like, you know, there's no breeze. Where'd that thing go? And so that's what they don't want us to know that we're like these little magical uh, meat sacks running around here. We could actually do all this cool shit, but instead they want us focusing on sports and entertainment. So it drains us of our sacral uh, metric uh, abilities. Yeah. Uh, that's the whole thing with the fluoride, you know, why, why they're drying out your pineal gland. And um, what, cause for me, when I first started getting into the truth stuff, like magic things, you know, I, I researched into Christian demonology for a while. And then I had like a shadow kind of thing happen, like a sleep paralysis shadow kind of thing. But uh, I snapped out of it. Like I was uh, studying Christian demonology and I was saying all the, the demon Kings in my head, like the seven Kings of hell and stuff. And I just kept repeating their names. I'm like, dude, why am I doing this? <laughs> it's just going over and over in my head and then i see like a like a golem looking like shad goblin like shadow thing kind of like coming towards me but i was kind of in that sleep paralysis but i snapped out of it and i sprung up and like jumped over my uh couch turned on my lights and i'm freaking out in the hallway and i wake up my my roommates and stuff like that i just left my lights on and I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to look up, uh, but with things I'm like, I'm not looking up uh, magic and all that kind of stuff is, is uh, bad. Um, anything like that, I'm not even going to pay any attention to it until I started having my spiritual awakening. And I realized that the Pope used to sun gaze twice a day. Um, but at the same time, he would, uh, anybody who was caught sun gazing, the punish would be, punishment would be death. So why is he doing it twice a day, but everyone else is, is uh, being killed for? It. And when, you know, when you look into sun gazing, it's a way to, to strengthen your pineal gland and stuff like that. And what that is, is uh, about 15, 30 minutes, right when the sun's setting, that's softest light. You can train yourself from that point. You're able to stare at the sunlight for a little while there. And um, it, uh, the way it goes into your pineal gland, another, uh, trick to strengthen your pineal gland is have y'all ever heard of the throw thing though you uh stick your tongue on like uh your uh front two teeth you know and you throw and you vibe <laughs> that's probably good for your listeners but you vibrate with your tongue on your teeth the front two teeth that that bone goes up to actually where your pineal gland is and you're it's vibrating up there and kind of shaking your pineal gland kind of vibrating it i guess in a way so and is that's that a way to, yeah. so is that why the uh, monks will do the ohm 
and mm-hmm. so when they do it it's really guttural and like they're they're getting a good uh, vibration all the way through it and maybe they're activating that uh, that methyltryptamine in the pineal gland yeah and the, uh, that's what um what, what that's kind of what i would like yeah you start kind of like tr- speaking tongues you know sort of speaking tongues you're kind of like going into a, a trance but yeah the 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 uh, tibetan throat singing and stuff like that like tibetan uh yeah it's it's the vibrations because uh you know frequency energy vibration they're tuning into whatever you know frequency they're trying to get to that's why uh when you're at a uh, you're depressed you're at a low vibration when you're jittery you're you're at a high vibration but at the same time you're too high nobody wants to hear <laughs> that, that high note just ringing in your ear constantly like so come on man take a chill pill <laughs> you know take you know take it back a couple notches you know so it's nice to to be able to ground out you know and just have that ground you know you don't want to be too low you don't want to be too high you know? it just kind of depends on where you need to go because with you know violence and the carnal flesh and things like that you got to defend your you know loved ones you got to defend yourself like you got to dive into those low vibrations. You got to go into, go into that. And that's where it's beneficial. You know, the ability to go back and forth at will, I think is the sweet spot when you say, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, using it for, for when it's needed. Cause uh, when I'm doing exercising or I'm doing stuff like that, I can't listen to pop music you know because <laughs> I, I gotta be aggressive I, you know heavy rap music heavy metal music you know i gotta feel this aggression you know but if i'm in a jittery happy mood yeah i can listen to some pop songs you know i can you know dance along to it <laughs> a little bit so there's a time and place for for every vibration you know not low vibrations aren't all bad and high vibrations aren't all good you know uh, depends on the situation that's right. I, I think uh, crack has taught us many of these spiritual lessons. <laughs> <laughs> like I had a friend tell me that there's no such thing as magic rock. And I said, really, have you ever seen a crackhead fall off a third story uh, building and keep on walking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done a crack a couple times back in my day. Like I just being <laughs> stupid. experience. <laughs> I'll sort of everything. I'll say I had a good <laughs> smell, you know, but it was definitely, <laughs> yeah. Like I remember uh, last last time I was like, okay, I gotta give up the crack. Like, or I only did it a few times, but I was hanging out with a friend. He's like, hey man, you want to go get something to smoke? I'm like thinking a little pot or something like that. Yeah, okay, let's cool, let's go get it. And then ended up meeting his friends, and we're we were gonna go get the stuff, and I'm pushing. Uh, they run out of gas so we end up having to push their car to a gas station get just enough gas to go meet the dealer we park in the parking lot and it's crack i'm like of course i went through all you know it's like you know all this that's what crackheads you know like uh you have to give it to them they go through a little adventure to get it <laughs> so all right have you two ever heard of jerry marzinski he wrote a book about how um, when he was working with uh, in uh, criminally insane people in, in the penitentiaries about how they would tell him that entities would tell them exactly when 
methamphetamines would be at a certain place or uh, the entities would help them uh, break into houses and steal specific things, evade the police. And that, um, yeah, it's like these uh, methamphetamine entities helping them uh, destroy their lives or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that uh, he and this woman that he wrote uh, his book with, they slowly but surely started helping uh, some of these guys uh, break the attachments with their entities. And uh, this is just a public service announcement. If your spirit guide is helping you find crack or meth, probably <laughs> not in your best interest. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this, a lot of the uh, serial killers and things like that. That's how it goes. It's it's something. Hey, it's God told me to do this. The devil told me to do this. You know, and they they it becomes real to them, and they're like, heck, I better go through with this. It's it's telling me to do these things, and like you said, that's probably not your spirit guide. <laughs> <laughs> if it's telling you to do all that shit like yeah like i i used to be dumb like but uh I, uh you know i was curious about drugs and stuff like that yeah, i had yeah. that cur curiosity but uh my the one and only time i did meth uh i was like it's a waste of money i don't see i don't see why i mean initially it was okay like you do kind of get like this crazy like waves of good feeling but to me it just felt like i just drank a bunch of energy drinks and then it's like and then when it when it goes away, you just crash and feel like shit for two days. Two days. Yeah. <laughs> it I don't know. I don't I don't see how people uh ruin their lives over something that's that I don't know, it's kind of mediocre, like cocaine and things like that. Like cocaine, it just feels like I just drank a bunch of coffee. Like <laughs> I don't see how people waste, you know, blow all their money and their lives on that stuff, you know. Well, consider yourself fortunate that you uh, learned that uh, valuable lesson. There's so many people who never do, you know. It's an image thing. I think with a lot of people with drugs, it's like um, it becomes a uh, more of a tr uh, fashion, you know, like a social type situation. They yeah. all hang out with each other. They're they're doing certain types of drugs. They're hanging out with each other, doing those kinds of drugs. You know, like it's a I don't know. I've just been, I've seen a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, and I, I do feel like uh, drugs and alcohol, you know, you know, not, not always like, you know, cause like you said, like, um, but uh, um, especially with the heavy drugs and stuff like that, th there's definitely something demonic to it all. Like it, it's a, uh, even though I, you know, I can't, you know, but it was, it's a dirty thing and it, it does something. To, it's a dirty uh, expression. And, uh, stay natural you know right get high on life <laughs> or some you know if hey, if it comes from the planet that's why i say like mushrooms or you know you look at the marijuana plant it looks like it came from the gods you know when you see all the different things you could do with it and stuff like that even shiva that's i don't know if you know about in nepal marijuana is illegal but one one day out of the year you can smoke it because Shiva does it. You do it on the Shiva day or wherever everyone gets high because Shiva gets high. <laughs> Except uh, the monks can smoke uh, every day of the year. Yeah. Again, with the, uh, the priest class doing whatever they want, I'm feeling like I've made a poor decision in my trade. I should have went into uh, 
the clergy of some sort because apparently that's that's where it's all happening at <laughs> yeah and i think um uh you you just look at the uh the church i mean i'm not trying to hate on any all the catholic people and stuff like that but if you kind of look at it you're you're basically worshiping human beings <laughs> the way they put themselves up and things like that uh i don't that's definitely not what jesus wanted and that that's what it, like going back to the whole symbols why the nazis used the swastika and things like that the catholic church is is basically doing everything you know going against jesus in jesus's name <laughs> you know like the middle finger i think that's like the middle finger to jesus honestly uh, like like that the way they uh run things did you guys hear about the uh, comedian who allegedly was on stage uh, February 7th and she was uh, talking about how she's gotten all three uh, shots. She got the flu shot and she even got the shingle shot or something. And, and, and she goes, I've, I've been to Mexico and back and I've gotten nothing. I'm perfectly fine. Jesus loves me the most or something. And then she seizes up, falls back and fractures mm. the back of her skull. And yeah. I saw that. <laughs> so uh, my wife and I were watching that. I was like, yeah, you may not believe in Jesus, but you might not want to uh, make a poor tasteless joke. like that." Yeah. Yeah. Like there's even that, um, uh, like I got a friend of mine who was same thing. He made like a tasteless joke and then something happened. Uh, nah, it was a stupid story. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, like um, for me with why I got with uh, Jesus and why I'm, uh, you know, I don't like to say like religion and blah, 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 but why I'm pro Jesus for one, it's, how much uh jesus is hated on you know how much how much they're uh going against him it's kind of punk rock to be pro jesus in a way if you ask me <laughs> you know? that's like uh um but for me with all the magic things that i did yeah i went into these trances and energies and blah 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 uh, the, that energy of jesus never showed up at my uh I was like, you, you know, Jesus, you can come here, you know, because I'm like, I'd be like only benevolent energies. I never felt energy of Jesus. I felt elementals. I felt the fire. I'd feel the wind, you know, the moisture and all, all that kind of stuff. But um, uh, I never felt the energy of Jesus. I'd feel like, the, you know, the mother, the father. But uh, one day just there when I was kind of low and, you know, uh, I had just like this glow of energy, like a light. And it was just a little flash of light that I just look over and I see. And in that instance, I knew that's Jesus. You know, I didn't need to see a figure. I didn't need to see a face or anything like that. Just where I was and, and when it showed itself to me, it was kind of like, oh, I'm here. You know, like you, all these uh, spirits and stuff that you worship or that you not wore. Yeah, you wore. I was basically worshiping them uh, for, you know, and stuff uh where are they now you know like when when you at when you ask for them you know uh type type energy so from that moment i was kind of like uh you know 
uh, I don't really need this other stuff. Like that's with me, like try not to get us into the two religions, two religious stuff, but um, um, that energy wants you to eat at it, at its table. It doesn't want to eat at yours. Like if people say, Oh, I do uh, religious. Uh, I, I talk with Jesus all the time. He's St. Germain and all this kind of stuff for me. I'm like, no, that's not Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus will never show up at your altar table. He will never do that. Jesus is something that you're going to have to, you're going to have to go to him, you know, for him to come to you. It's one of those kind of things. Yeah. And, uh, just the fact too, like when I was, uh, going through some like crazy lucid dreams and stuff and sleep paralysis, it's like, as soon as you say the name Jesus, it stops. So to me, you know, whether or not it was a real person whether or not whatever there's power in that name and that's enough for me to kind of stay on the right path and not mess with other stuff but yeah it's i don't know how do you explain that and even coming as like a little kid not having like a religious upbringing saying the name jesus and all of a sudden the shadow thing in the room went away it's like yeah it's it's a it's supernatural and it's like so many things you can't explain it until the succubus is upon you and you you don't want it to be and if you can utter that name you got a chance it's it's supernatural it's amazing yeah it's a it's a power that definitely uh can be explaining um and and it's for for me too reason why i don't really like even though i'm pro jesus and stuff like that i don't shove jesus down people's throat hey, you got you got to follow jesus blah 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 and all this kind of stuff hey whatever you know the i didn't if you would have told me hey man jesus is just uh some white witch and he's certain saint germain and all this kind of stuff i'd have been like hey i agree with you you know but it took it took a certain experience for me to be like no, nah, I think whatever Jesus is, is a lot bigger than that, you know, than just some dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he might have been just some guy, you know, at the same time. But I think honestly, like, um, like uh, God coming to Earth and uh, showing us, uh, you know, if God came here in the flesh, and um, instead of ruling, like, you know, you know, uh. Jesus wasn't something like uh, um, you would. Uh, I'm sorry. He would. Uh, he you know he would wash our feet. He would serve us. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the kind of king I want. Like I want a King Arthur who's gonna fight alongside me. You know, be be shoulder to shoulder with me. Hey, he puts in the work. He leads because not. I don't want to be the leader. If someone was like, "Hey, you're the president now," you know, I'd be like, "Oh, that sucks." <laughs> too much weight on my shoulders but hey any of you two if i would vote for you over biden without, <laughs> without a doubt you would get my vote over biden <laughs> thanks ron <laughs> yeah I, nico for president <laughs> you know? Ser- service to others for sure mm-hmm. yes um so what do you say guys you want to wrap this one up here yeah, so I'm yeah. getting a little parched too. I didn't want to just run off. And get crazy, I, just, yeah. I hear my dogs. They're scratching at the basement door. They're getting ready to go out. But this was a lot of fun, guys. I'm really glad we got to do this. I, I want to definitely do something like this again. We can get some more people on or whatever. But this was 
this is awesome. So I want to say thank you to both of you guys for uh, hopping on uh, kind of thank last you. minute. And uh, yeah, just let everyone know if you, anywhere they can find you, want to reach out. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Lehman Dolan's Art. Uh, I'm a berserk space cowboy and uh, imaginary thought on Instagram. Rock and roll. Well, thank you guys again. And uh, yeah, we will do this again real soon. Yeah, y'all have a good night. And that's the show, folks. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, you know what to do. Hop on uh, Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. Uh, they really help the show grow. You can go over to Spotify, rate this uh, show five stars as well. You can follow me on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional and share the show. Just share it with everyone. Post it on your stories. Post it on Facebook if people still use Facebook. I don't know post it on Twitter, just share it everywhere. You know, that really helps the show grow and I appreciate it. So uh, thank you all for listening and I will see you on the next one.